Up in the morning and out to school The teacher is teaching the golden rule American history and practical man It is 18 minutes before the hour here on the Trot Large Radio Show We're pleased to continue with Felix Alvarado of the Straight A Academy Located here in Bedford, they specialize in standardized test prep, college consulting. What's that mean? Actually, I kind of wish I had known about this because I guess you kind of need to start it earlier than later, but, you know, helping kids figure out what they want to get out of college, you know, the kind of place that they want to be, the kind of things that they want to study, and then helping them magically find those colleges across the country. That's really kind of been a difficult challenge uh, for us, but uh, we have a call. We have a call. Hold on. We'll get to the call in just a minute. Then, of course, there's private tutelage, which is kind of like farming out homeschooling. They basically Mm -hmm. take the kid from soup to nuts or whatever part of the dinner you want could be the entree, the appetizer. It's a little more than just the the simple subject tutoring. And you can learn more about that and why innovation in education is their mantra at straighta.com. That's straighta.com. We have a former Hooks at School Board member, John Liskars, on the phone with a question. Good morning, John. Good morning, Rich. Good morning, Al Felix. Um, Good morning, John. I have a question. Um, you guys were just talking about the SAT, and I think Felix made a point that, um, or, or Rich, one of you made a point that the previous SAT was a good measure of uh, you know student knowledge going into college, and somehow that test just got revamped. How does that happen? It's, in other words, if something ain't broke, why do we fix it? Well, that if, was if the, either yeah. one of you could expand on that. That would be great. I, I sure can't, but yeah. we'll leave it to Felix. Thanks for the call, well, John. Thanks, John. Yeah, that was the argument that that uh, many provosts and other other um, leaders in at the university level. Uh, that was something that they were talking about a couple of years ago. Now it's only it's a little bit early, so it's it's hard to say yet whether or not the the new test is going to be equally predictive, if you will, but. Um, I'm afraid that the answer, John, is probably not an academic one. I think it's probably more um, it's a political, political one. one, unfortunately. And, and the short of it is that uh, the College Board brought on one of the chief architects of Common Core, uh, David Coleman, to be the new president of College Board. And when that happened, boom, suddenly there was a need to change the test mm. to reflect, guess what? The Common, Common Core, Core, which even mm-hmm. now... Bill Gates, who was a big funder of, says, oh, that's not working out the way we thought. Now back to the drawing board. Yeah. Yeah. So they've destroyed uh, a whole. uh, Anyway. So. I'm not going to lie, though. When I look at the new test, there there are a number of things in the the new test that I do like as far as the as far as the math that has been included. You know, it's not it's not like it was watered down, per se. Uh, The difference is. Um, I think the biggest difference is the move away from the importance of vocabulary and strong vocabulary. Uh, that That's the one disappointment that I do have. Uh, you'll find some strong vocabulary in the readings, but uh, mostly they're, they're focused on secondary usage of common words as opposed to mm-hmm. uh, stronger vocabulary. Right, because the weaker your vocabulary is, the less able mm-hmm. you are to actually communicate. Yeah, I think, unfortunately, John, the the, the, the issue here is you know why was it changed? It was ne- there was never a an education. Uh, yeah, there was none, never a fundamental educational academic um, impetus for that, which was, is why I think a lot of colleges are not using it anymore. 
But all right, so we have uh, some. I know you have some ta- uh, some content you want to get into in this segment before it slips away from us, and there's only uh, already nine minutes left. Oh wow. Okay. So yeah. So one of the things I wanted to bring up is because you know I am kind of a, a test specialist in many ways, but. But I understand it's kind of a, a little bit of a paradox. I understand the real the reality that there are things much more important than testing, uh, and and these are things that um, unfortunately take. For example, uh, the Ron Brown School down in, in Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. There, they had an approach that was focused primarily on help. It's an all boys school. And it, they were focused on social emotional That's needs allowed. of the kids. Yep, it was. It's all boys charter. schools. It's all charter. boys schools yeah. were allowed. Yep. I, well, why are we <laughs> perpetuating the sexist patriarchy? Well, uh, you have to. <laughs> Never mind. Move along. <laughs> Obviously, there's a there. There's a lot of uh, a detour that we could go on there. But uh, in short, um, they were focusing on social emotional needs of the kids because honestly, if you don't address those, it's hard for kids to learn. You know, if they if they're coming to school and they're they are broken, they're coming from broken families. They're coming from a difficult situations. Some of the kids living off the street, um, it's difficult to for them to be able to actually learn anything. So, mm-hmm. so they address the social and emotional needs of the kids, and and after you know, it, it's been a resounding success in that area. The yeah. kids love it. They're nurtured. They're they love their teachers. You know, they literally they'll like wrestle with their teachers and stuff. I mean, it's it's a it's a great. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a very much uh, um, a nurturing about, environment. Right. But well, I worry about this social emotional approach uh, for a couple of reasons. Though, first of all, um, it it doesn't involve the spiritual, and I don't think you can ever really address. Whatever I say, but we need to address the whole child. There's mm-hmm. the social. They always leave out the spiritual when they're talking about that, and I realize that's an entire discussion. But the thing that really bothers me is. You know, they use the social emotional welfare of children as the reason for getting into psychometrics in a lot of these assessments, whether mm-hmm. it's the Smarter Balanced, which the state of New Hampshire is ditched, but not really, or a lot of these other assessments that are being done now. Um, it's try to determine where the kids are psychologically mm-hmm. so that they can better serve their social emotional needs. And that gets into a lot of invasive questions about the kid, their family, um, you know, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of other stuff to determine uh, dispositions, beliefs, and attitudes uh, as part of, well, you can't you can't address their social emotional needs if you don't understand their dispositions, beliefs, and attitudes and right. where they come from. And then all of a sudden, yeah. you're in a situation where you have schools uh, challenging the value set of the parents that uh, to whom these kids actually belong to. And so I do have uh, grave reservations about this uh, so-called whole child approach. Well, I think the idea here was that these kids were extremely at risk and and so it wasn't uh yeah i'm I'm with you on the whole um the invasiveness of the questionnaires and such but but uh these kids were uh by all metrics without having to ask questions they were they were in great need and 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 the kids responded and have they've done well the the problem is that with that main focus the the academics were not there Exactly. And they, and they had a lot of – and so – That's the other thing. All yes. Academics become – another reason why <clears throat> academics have to be secondary. One, so one of the teachers commented. He said, I can't teach algebra when I'm still trying to help them learn how to add 49 and 17. Right. So, you know, how, they, the kids – 
The kids need to be able to do fundamental math before we're pretending to do algebra. Which is 66, by the way. You know how you figure that out? <laughs> yeah. you, you round up one, to you, you go 50 plus 16, you just move the one so you get the even number. Now, I, I hate to, I hate to uh, be a devil's advocate here, but that's one of the strategies that Common Core teaches. Oh, that's a, what's considered common core math. That, 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 that's, that's, something a guy, that's something a guy named Theo Belugiani taught mm-hmm. me years and years ago. Yeah. Um, of course, I know 9 plus 7 is 6, so I could do it that way. Right. But he had this thing. He walked into the mayor's office when I worked with the mayor, and he had, I still have his card somewhere. Uh, I think he's since passed. But he had these fascinating ways of helping tutoring kids in mm-hmm. math. And he started talking to me about a, you know, a lot of them. And he went through some of them. And I still use stuff that that guy taught me today. It makes the math a whole mm-hmm. lot easier to do in my head. Yeah, to do mental math. Yeah, I, I, I learned how to add left to right. So yeah, well, that, to right that's to how left. I learned yeah. how to add. Yeah. And that's why I still do it, obviously. Yeah. But, you so know, you can do mental math a lot better, a lot more right. quickly. But Yeah, but 59 plus uh, 17 is a lot easier to do. Uh, 49 plus 17 is a lot easier to do in your head It's as 60 plus 17 than mm-hmm. it is to, you know, do uh, 9 plus uh, 7 is 16, carry the 1. Right. Which is exactly what I do on paper. Right. So at, so at any rate, um, you know, so, so when the kids took these the district-wide testing mm-hmm. at the Round Barn School, uh, they were they were abysmal. Right. And so obviously they had to make some changes. So one of the changes, one of the amendments they made was they started Saturday school. Saturday school. Saturday school. And uh, one Breakfast of the – club. <laughs> the thing is that one of the kids, you know, reported his grades went from a F to a B. I mean, so it was extremely helpful, but it was voluntary. And so not all the kids. Well, so what was the purpose of what was the purpose of Saturday school to give the additional help that they weren't getting uh, or, or not that they weren't getting, but they, they just needed more time on task. And, and so, for example, a lot of the a lot of the field trips and things that they did. Uh, for the social emotional end of things, that uh, that was taking away from class time in which they could have been doing academics. Right. So there was a trade off, and and uh, so, why, so the, so the you're result- saying they made Saturday for the academics, uh, but they didn't change the stuff during the week. That was all this social emotional stuff. Why not make the social emotional stuff on Saturday and do the academics over the week? That's a reasonable question. That's <laughs> I would ha- I have not looked closely enough at their model to understand why, but. Uh, I do know that they I probably had a lot of uh, projects already in place and planned out for the whole year. But but uh, but certainly opening up Saturdays, extending the school day, in other words, or extending the school week was right. one of the strategies that they that they approached. And it worked. Yeah. And it worked. So, you know, as far as us innovating with our schools, um, you know, I think uh, the, the the problem is. A lot of great ideas never make their way to the public consciousness, mm-hmm. and uh, we need a, we need a mechanism to do that. You know, we need a mechanism to do mechanism to do that. And I think uh, John Liskers, who called in earlier from Hooksit, he's he's got a, uh, a project he's trying to work on bottom so, up education. Yes, so I think I think that's uh, people ought to take a look at bottom up education. Uh, whatever the website is, I'm not sure, but uh, you probably find it fairly easy. I think he set They've up a got page a Facebook, on Facebook page, it, sure. Yeah. And I think that that uh, that's one of the issues: is our 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 best innovators are not being heard, and we got to find a way to to. <laughs> well, that's because between the bureaucracy and the union, there is no airspace for them to breathe. 
That's true. They don't conform. It's nonconformist. When it doesn't conform to the system, the system suppresses it either out of uh, its natural conduct or out of a desire to eliminate any potential threat to the status quo that empowers them as bureaucrats or them as union bosses, period. End of story. It, it does that naturally, regardless of the motives of the individuals involved, you know, yeah. not to vilify the individuals. It's just, right. it's just a natural, uh, it's just a natural outflow of, of the system. We know? are the Borg. Your, distinctive, yeah. your, your distinctiveness will be – we will add your distinctiveness to our own, which is to say we are going to kill you and make you a drone. We are the Borg. <laughs> there you go. For those of you who are familiar with the Star Trek reference. Yeah. I, I, I floating around in my head somewhere. I couldn't remember where it was from. <laughs> we are the Borg. Yeah. The there's Borg. A, there's gotcha. a great line in that movie. Uh, yeah. uh, it's called uh, First Contact where Lily, the Earth – you know, the, the, the now historical Earth figure who – Anyway, she goes, definitely not Swedish. <laughs> Borg sounds sweet. Definitely not Swedish. <laughs> Great stuff. All right. So, Felix, um, uh, yeah, and, but, I, you know, here's the thing. Education is changing. And the question is whether or not the, the you know, the bureaucracy and, and the union bosses are going to recognize that despite their best efforts to dig in, they're going to be overwhelmed. They recognize that it's time to embrace it versus uh, – uh, versus battling it. And if they embrace it, they can participate in bringing the change about, which gives them a say. And if they oppose it, then they're going to be overrun by the change and they'll be a quote victim of it. And that's one of the things I so appreciate about Dr. Vargas is he understands that change is afoot. And he, I, I think like what he's trying to do at West high school with the bar foundation grant mm-hmm. and everything else, yep. he he's embracing it to say, let's get the community involved. Let's see what changes we can make to reinvent what we're doing. And uh, let's let, let it be a, a genesis. Amy Allen, she recognized was, what wasn't working, what wasn't working. And she and her staff at Parker Varney embraced changes that um, have had stellar results. She's an assistant superintendent because of that right now. Yeah. So she can I, help others embrace those changes and, and make them. But um, so here's, here's a, I had a, a master teacher tell mm-hmm. me once, he said, because um, uh, I, had, I had a lot of offers to go into administration. Mm-hmm. And he said, Felix, don't do it. Don't <laughs> do it. Stay in the classroom. That's where you're going to have the biggest impact on the kids. You mm-hmm. know, stay working with the kids. As soon as, you, as soon as they get you out of the classroom or out of the school into administration, your life's over. Your your effectiveness in education is greatly diminished. So yeah. I hope that uh, Amy Allen is able to stay effective uh, working, I, helping kids. I think there are two ways to look at that. And if she can work with the principals in the buildings to lead them through the changes that she went through, she will uh, indirectly affect a whole lot more kids than if she had never left Parker Pray Barney. God, but with that, the time does the the, the, the system doesn't take killer. You no, know, <laughs> her innovation. Well, trust me. I don't think it will. Anyway, time will tell. We're going to take a break for traffic, weather, and sports. As always, Felix, uh, good to have you with us. StraightA.com is where you can learn how they innovate in education and what they can do to help your kids with standardized tests or you with standardized tests, uh, uh, subject tutoring, private tutelage, or college picking, college choice making. It's all at straightA.com. We're going to take a really quick break for whatever we can do with what's left, and then we'll come back with a preview of tomorrow's show because we're not done yet. So stay with us. All righty, folks. Tomorrow, Mike Bistany joins us for Fitness Effects. We'll take a uh, we'll take a look at Auto Care Corner as well. Al Caprian joins us for the weekend weather and the history segments on tap with James Patrick Larley. That plus oh so much more. 
Be sure to tune in for the entire team here at Gerard Large. I am your ever humble host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. Until tomorrow, be good, be well. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. We're proud to have in the audience. Thanks for being there. Please remember our sponsors. Give them the first opportunity to earn your business and let them know you heard about them on Gerard Large. It matters. Be good, everyone.